WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org. Good morning, Brian. Okay, today we are starting on the book of Samuel. Yes, we are. It says that the... Uh, it's otherwise called the first book of the Kings. I didn't know that because I know we have first Kings, second Kings. The author is unknown. Now listen, where are we coming out of? Well, we just come out of Ruth. Remember Ruth and Naomi and how God blessed Ruth and Naomi with Boaz? And bless them with prosperity. Okay. And we're in the middle of famine. How many know we have read that time and time again in judgment? How God will give them prosperity in the middle of the famine. Because they are his remnant and his anointed. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Remember, this is a uh, King James Bible. This is actually the Thompson Chain. And then I use for my little man here is the U version app. Alright, so let's hit play. Not that. Play. Well, help me, Jesus. Okay, here we go. The first book of Samuel, chapter 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim, of Mount Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu the son of Zoth, and Abrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. 
And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. Hmm. But the Lord had shut up her womb. Alright, let's I, pause here. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Who gave her a worthy portion? Elkanah? Okay, who is Elkanah again? Now there was a certain man of Ramatha Isaphim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Tohu. And he had two wives. One was Hannah. Oh, that was his. Hannah was his wife. And Penia, one had children. Went, oh, okay, gotcha. And he went up yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Remember Shiloh? That's where the tabernacle is. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were the priests of the Lord. That's the Levites. Uh, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penia his wife to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah, so he favored her, kind of like Rachel. Remember Rachel and Leah? He gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. Okay. also provoked her sore. For to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept, and did not eat. Then said Elkanah her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid, a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Alright, pause, pause, pause. Now that I'm studying the word, I'm starting to understand what all these things mean. Okay, first of all, remember in the previous book, uh, Judges, uh, where the one judge made a vow to God. God takes these vows very seriously. And if you give a vow, you better fulfill it. But anyways, he made a vow to God and said, If you will help me to win this battle when I come back, the first one that walks through my house, I will sacrifice and burn for you. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what happened. He come home and his only child walked through the door. Beautiful girl and... He told her what he had done, and she honored her father. And she said, I'm a virgin. Just let me go up in the mountains a couple of months, and then you can have me. And she come back after a couple of months, and he did it. So God takes the vows seriously. Secondly, in this verse here where it says, No razor shall come upon his head, we have learned that that means I have consecrated that child to you, and it means they have become a Nazarite. Which basically means they are set apart from the Lord. Like you cannot touch them. They are holy. You know, that's what that no razor type of deal. 
Well, most of the Nazarites, though, they do shave their heads. But it does mean consecration. All right, let's keep going. And it came to pass, as she continued to pray before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk nothing. Okay, now notice how Eli, uh, Eli, notice how he is strict with her, uh, telling her to put her wine away. Now, this is going to be significant in scriptures to come, having to do with Eli's own children. And then she's explaining to him, no, sir, I'm not drunk. Neither wine nor strong drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. So he blessed her. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Mm -hmm. And they rose up in the morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Anna his wife, and the Lord remembered her. He honored that vow, didn't he? Pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord, and the man Elkanah in all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up. For she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. Oh, isn't that sad, and Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son a suck until she weaned him. Okay, let me pause here. Whew, is this a sad story, Bride, or what? Because you got a picture of this woman. Uh, she has been crying to the Lord for years in Shiloh. Crying about not having a child. And gave a vow to the Lord and said, If you will give me a child, I will give him back to you. So now she's weaning him and preparing him to let him go. How many could do that? Come on now. How many people? I mean, this is huge what this woman is doing. All right, so let's go here. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bullocks and one ephah flower and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Oh. And they slew a bullock, and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth, 
he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. Oh. She gave God hers and she appreciated the gift. Chapter 2. First Samuel chapter this two. is sad, isn't it, Brad? And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine oh. horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Wow. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased so that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth Boy, up. she is preaching, is he? raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes wow. and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces, out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house, and the child did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. Aww. Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, they knew not the Lord. Wow. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the flesh was in seething with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, and he struck it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came thither. Also before they burnt the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, Give flesh to roast for the priest, for he will not have sodden flesh of thee, but raw. And if any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as thy soul desireth, then he would answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it me now. And if not, I will take it by force. What? Wherefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord. For men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Oh, that is sad. ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year. Oh. When she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice, and Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife, and said, 
Look how the Lord and blessed her. Very old, and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Wow. And them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all this people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. Ye make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Yeah. Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father. Oh, man. Because the Lord would slay them. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore keep ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation? And honorest thy sons above me. Wow. Make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed hmm. behold the days come that i will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house that there shall not be an old man in thine house and thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation in all the wealth which god shall give israel and there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. Wow. And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar, shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart. And all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. Wow. And this shall be a sign unto thee that shall come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, in one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices, that I may eat a piece of bread. So now they're beggars. Now we're on chapter 3. First Samuel 3. In other words, God took their blessing. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. 
There's a famine of the word. At that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, oh. where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called us Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not my son, lie down again. <laughs> now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Aww. And the Lord called to Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord. For thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called. Oh, isn't Samuel, that amazing? Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. Wow. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. Wow. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. I bet he did. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. And he said, What is the thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he said unto thee. And Samuel told him every wit, and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. Wow. And all Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established. To be a prophet of the Lord. Wow. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Wow. How powerful is that, Brad? Now let's sit here and ponder a minute about how sad this is for Samuel. Because he was raised by this man. And you know he saw the misgivings of the uh, Eli's sons and he saw that that was wrong. But he was so sad to have to tell Eli what God said. He knew basically he was being punished. 
Okay, so it's awesome that the Lord appeared to uh, Samuel. This is going to be awesome. Now we're on chapter 4. Samuel 4. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle, and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. What? And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. Oh, man. Into the camp. The elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Exactly. Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant oh, of the Lord, Lord. which dwelleth between the cherubims. Yes. And the two sons of Eli. Hophni and Phinehas were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Woo. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. Wow. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the Ark of the Lord was come into the camp. Oh, man. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians exactly. with all the in the wilderness. Be strong, and quit yourselves like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. Wow. And the Philistines fought. And Israel was smitten. What? And they fled every man into his tent. And there was a very great slaughter. <gasps> For there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. What? They lost and the anointing. The taken, <gasps> and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. No, they took and the ark. Grieving. Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching. His heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. Oh, man. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Oh, my goodness. Now, Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim. Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is that done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass. Man. When he made mention of the ark of God, that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died. For he was an old man, and 
heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. Wow. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. Man. And about the time of her death, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel. Man. Because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Wow, bride, that could be a whole sermon within itself. First of all, we have this priest that knows that his sons are in immorality and they are sinning against the Lord. Now, remember when we studied the tabernacle and we learned about sin and how God has certain levels of ways that had to be sacrificed according to sin. And, you know, these men were having sex with the women and the children of Israel at the entry of the tabernacle. I mean, like, just vile. Gross. You know, it's like, how much worse can you get? But then the fact that the priest knew about it. And then he didn't, you know, they legally they should have been killed. Uh, you know, for transgressing the Lord like that. But anyways, uh, it was sad when Eli found out because he knew the glory had left. And notice, bride. How he fell off backward. Now, this is something that I'm catching on to. Uh, which, when I read through the whole Bible, maybe I'll have better understanding. But, whenever there's a reverence for the Lord. And a holiness taking place. They all go forward. Uh, the people go forward and get on their face. They bow before the Lord forward. But when they're judged and it's a, some type of death or punishment, they all go backward. Uh, this is a pattern I'm catching on to. So we'll see uh, as we go through the Bible if we see any more examples of that. But this is another one where Eli fell backwards and died. Okay, so the anointing has left the building. First of all, let me ask you this, Brad. Should they have even taken the ark out of the tabernacle? Did God tell them to do that? This was their desperation, the children of Israel, uh, to be saved by God because they know that they cannot win battles uh, without God. And so they thought if they got the ark, well, it got taken. Why did it get taken? Because of Eli, the priest. See, he opened up the gates to the enemy and it ended up hurting all of Israel. Okay, now we're on chapter 5. And don't forget too, Bride, that the Philistines are the one that Samson First got Samuel revenge five. on. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house 
house of Dagon, and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. How funny. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. Isn't that funny? And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground Which is their the God. of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Wow. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. What? Therefore neither the priests of Dagon, nor any that come into Dagon's house, tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod unto this day. Wow. But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emeralds, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they... Okay, let's pause here. Basically, they put the Ark of the Covenant in this room with this idol. So, two days in a row, this idol was fell down face first, like it was bowing to God. And then the second time, the palms of the hands, oh, he fell on his face to the ground before the Ark of the Lord, and the head and both the palms of the hands were cut off. Only the stump of him was left. Therefore the priest of Dagon, nor any that come into Dagon's house, tread on the threshold. Okay, then, but the hand of the Lord, which means divine hand, was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed and smote them with emeralds, plagues, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. Wow. said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us, yes. and upon Dagon our God. They sent therefore, and gathered all the lords of the Philistines unto them, and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried about unto Gath. And they carried the ark of the God of Israel about thither. And it was so, that after they had carried it about, the hand of the Lord was against the city with a wow. very great destruction. And he smote the men of the city, both small and great. And they had emeralds in their secret parts. Wow. Therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron. Which is a plague. Pass, as the ark of God came to Ekron, that the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought about the ark of the God of Israel to us, to slay us and our people. <laughs> that so is they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel, and let it go again to his own place, that it slay us not, and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. Wow. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men that died not were smitten with the emeralds. Look and at the that. cry of the city went up to heaven. Wow, isn't that something? They stole it, but boy, they paid the price. They all got diseases. My goodness. This is good stuff, Bride. Okay, I will see you next time on 1 Samuel chapter 6 next time.